Welcome to the Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast, where we discuss a wide range of topics from weird science to everyday miracles. We feature interesting people, places, and ideas. This podcast is about getting curious, educating ourselves, and celebrating all of the wild, wonderful, and sometimes weird aspects of this world we share. The intent of the show is to open up our minds to new ideas in a fun and informative way and ultimately help deepen our connection with ourselves, each other, and this world we interact with. If you like deep discussions and out-of-the-box topics, you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello and welcome to the Let Your Woo Woo Show, where today I am so excited to have on special guest Renata Tarofsky, and she is an astrologer, a healer, a spiritual mentor who helps empaths, healers, and spiritual entrepreneurs to embody their truth and align with their purpose, and she has one funny ass. Mm-hmm. Instagram. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. Thank you so much for being here today, Renata. Oh, thanks for having me, Stephanie. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. I couldn't not have you. I was so excited when you said yes. So, um, you know, I, from what I've, I've been following your feed for a while now. And so I recognize that you have many talents in this realm. Um, but the biggest one I want to talk about today is astrology and, um, and energy healing. So when did your interest in astrology and energy healing start? So I has actually been receiving. So when I went to naturopathic school uh, about, I don't know, was it over 10 years ago? I first got introduced to acupuncture Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm a practicing naturopathic doctor as well. So I do part-time now and well, one of my part-time things. And when I, I didn't even know we were learning really about acupuncture. I just kind of like, I ended up at naturopathic medical school for my own personal healing. And it was just like a call from like God or the universe. And I was very a pros and cons person. And I, if the pros outweighed the cons, but it felt wrong, I would continue to do the shit that felt wrong, but I just could like rationalize in my head, but naturopathic medicine school was like, this call and it didn't make sense, but I was like, I know I have to go here. And this was like way before we had this like spirituality stuff, but it was like, I couldn't ignore this call to my soul. And I just signed up literally a month before school started and I applied and like fast track my application. So I didn't know what I was getting into. That was when I was introduced to the world of acupuncture and natural medicine. Yes. But I thought I was just learning like, a, I don't know, herbs and nutrition and stuff. And when I got acupuncture done to me the first time, I was like, where has this been all my life. And why don't, why doesn't, why, why did I be getting introduced to this now? So acupuncture was great because it can help you on the physical level for like, I was having a, a chronic injury that wasn't getting resolved. And after three treatments, it's like my injury was fully resolved. Um, and then it also worked really well with my mental, emotional stuff. At the time I was also, uh, living with a roommate and she was really into Reiki and she did Reiki and I was like, yeah, I want to try this stuff. Cause now I'm just like open to this new world that just felt so natural to me. If that makes sense. Like I, there were zero questions or hesitations. I was like, yep, this, this makes sense. And I had zero exposure to it prior to. And so I was lucky enough to be receiving Reiki for now over 10 years. Okay. And then naturally, you know, I never thought I was going to actually give Reiki, but it was two years ago. I got the call again and something was like, you need to go get Reiki. Like you need to go do, do Reiki. So that's how I ended up becoming a Reiki master was like, I was getting it done by me for like done frequently made such a profound impact in my mental, emotional, spiritual health, my own personal journey. Um, that, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to become one. Right. So that wasn't planned. Most of my shit's not planned. <laughs> um, and then astrology was funny. I was actually working in a clinic a couple of years ago and when, and I've gotten many astrology readings done. I was, I was always fascinated with astrology, always have dabbled in astrology. And one of my patients was like, Hey, can I do your chart for you? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I love, I love hearing from different perspectives. So I have kind of like a, an addiction to like different readers and people. Cause I just want to hear what they have to say. Cause I, I believe that everyone has a message and they can offer you something. I don't care if you have a tarot or you had a Reiki person or whatever, everyone can offer you something different. So I'm so open to working with so many people in the same field with the same service. So I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. But it was like something she said in my reading struck a chord again. And I'm like, I got the calling. And I was like, 
I need to study now astrology. Like I, I need to do this. So I started incorporating that. I was just focusing purely on full-time mentorship, like spiritual mentorship and business mentorship. And I was doing the naturopathic medicine part-time. And then I was like, I'm going to incorporate this with my coaching and mentoring clients. And then it wasn't until last year when the pandemic hit again, God universe was like, you need to go big on this now. And I was like, okay, sure. So <laughs> I'm, I've had this mentality because I left my naturopathic practice full-time. Um, I don't know, five, six years ago where I don't, you know how sometimes we sit in things when they're expired and we justify where once I made that big leap from leaving that full time after years and money and investment and blood, sweat and tears, like literally to get that degree, I mean, that qualification, I'm now not attached to anything. So if, if something's going to come to me in my space a year from now that says, go do this, I'm going to go do that. So that's kind of how I came across this world of energy medicine and, and um, astrology. Nice. Well, yeah. I, you know, to your point about listening to the calling and that kind of thing. And I, I've been through many of the journey, not in terms of energy, but, you know, from the hair world to facilitation to coaching now, and I'm still on a journey. Like I yeah. know that, um, you know, I'll be incorporating more spiritual into my coaching. The more I go, it's just, it's what's feeling right. Um, yeah. you know, I think that that is really helpful to hear your story for the listener, because oftentimes, you know, we do have that like niggling feeling that I should do this, but so often, um, we let the outside world yeah. really uh, take us on a journey that either wasn't meant for us or we sit too long in a journey that wasn't meant for us. So good yeah. on you for being so open and, and, you know, maneuvering the way you need to and listening to your gut. I know it took me 18 years, well, 15 yeah. years really to, to switch over to coaching. And, and so when people now are like, oh my God, you know, this seems like it happened so fast in my mind. I'm like, no girl, this took, 15 took a while. Years to get here. So for yeah. you to, to, to do it all, um, and to just move so quickly, I truly believe that you aligned with your purpose, like that you had to have. Exactly. And that's why I teach people alignment because I'm not going to teach you what every other person on the internet says, this is the strategy and this is the step. And it's like, your alignment is unique to you. Like so many business coaches would say my business model is non-effective. And I, I'd be like, actually it's quite effective for me because it's what's natural. And I'm working, incorporating astrology, my energetics, my natural talents, what I'm passionate about. And I obviously learn, you know, how to market, obviously, like I've acquired those skills, but that's why I'm so passionate about alignment because we're always chasing this program or this strategy or this, whatever. And I was like, no, you actually get to make up whatever you want. If it's aligned, it's going to work. If it's not aligned, ain't going to work. So I don't know. I, I guess I'm a living, breathing example of that, but I know that's not the, it's not the norm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you definitely have like the fast track of alignment. So whether or not you want to call it like manifestation or anything like that, um, yeah. cause I've been following you for a while and actually today I laughed cause I was like looking at your followers and it was, uh, 7,100, uh, 7,111. And I was like, if there yeah. could be any more of a, you know, a spiritual number with a seven and then a one, 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 I was like, Oh, this yeah. is serious. Um, yeah. but to me talking about alignment, that makes complete sense for you. And your yeah. family has grown a lot in the last little while. And, yeah. um, and so, and I've noticed that and, and yeah. I like good on you, but I, I also know it's because you can feel your energy in every post. Like yeah. you are a great example of showing up authentically online. Um, so, you know, I would actually like to go down that little path sure, let's do it. in terms of like, what do you think it is? Like how for you, what does it mean to be in alignment and how do you help somebody to, to get into that alignment? Because obviously, like you said, it's something that you're great at. Mm -hmm. So alignment by definition is like you're in flow. It's something that feels good. Like, and I want to also preface, like, even when I'm doing something that isn't a, is alignment with me, doesn't mean I'm going to have days where I'm frustrated. I'm pissed off. I want to whip my phone against the wall. Um, so I just, I don't want people to think it's like all bunnies and rainbows on my end. Okay. It's, it's not like, that's not realistic. And I don't think that's, it's just not reality. However, 
for me, alignment is feeling in alignment with how you want to be feeling. So what, what are the, what are your core feelings? Like for me, it's fun. So uh, a big thing is if I'm not having fun, I'm not doing shit. Like, what's the point? Like, I just realized fun's very important for me and ease. If it feels like I'm efforting a lot and I'm not saying again, there's days where I'm at my computer for 12 hours, creating something, a marketing structure, whatever, but it doesn't feel like work to me. That's the difference. I'm still doing work, but if it doesn't feel like ease and fun majority of the time, there's going to be hiccups. Yes. And like new things you got to learn. And that's always like, frustrating to learn new skills and tools, if that makes sense. So for me, I know when I'm alignment, when I, f- and there's this, like, uh, am I embodying my truth? I can never market, speak about something if it's not in integrity with me. What I mean by that is I won't, you know, show up and do things if I'm not a sellout. So I've had a lot of people actually saying, Oh, can you promote this? Can you talk about this? Can you partner up? And I'm like, yeah, it just like, just doesn't resonate or, you know, it's just not aligned. And maybe I could have a hundred thousand followers if I did that. And I just don't care to do that because for me, it's more, I want to be a representation of what I preach. Right. And that sometimes that's, there requires a lot of integrity, right? So being in alignment with me too is being in my integrity. Cause when I'm not, and it, when I have in the past, like trying to show up the way I should, or you know what I mean? I just, it doesn't land energetically for people. And I realize that I'm not here to resonate with everybody. I, I understand that I'm not for everybody. Like, and that's okay. Like, I understand that people are going to be very, you know, they're not going to care for what I have to say. They might be triggered by what I have to say. They might just not like me because I remind them of someone from grade five. And that is okay. You know, I don't, I don't have anything in my space about that because we feel the same way about other people we see online. We're not following everybody. We're not in agreements with everybody, but I can love and respect that. That's just their thing. And I'm not going to interact with that. So I have this, um, when I go to posts, I really channel, this is for whoever needs to hear this. I'm not trying to make everyone like me. I'm here to serve a younger version of who I wish I had when I was maybe struggling with this, if that makes sense. So that's an alignment for me. Uh, that makes total sense. Uh, I keep muting myself just so you know, because my dog is currently chewing his oh, nail okay. at the bottom of it. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So, so the listener doesn't have to listen to that. A- oh, what good. is it? ASMR or. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but to your point, um, I really, I, I think it's a really important thing to, and obviously it's, it's the, the theme of this. And so it would be with alignment, but really listening to where we are with our inner guidance system, as in, does it feel, does it feel off? Does it feel resistance? And like you said, some days, yes, they just naturally will. There will mm-hmm. be some sort of frustration there. That is part of life that, you know, mm-hmm. emotions come and go, but I think the, if it feels like real work, if it feels like really every day, it's like uh, every single day with this job or with this task I have, I feel off. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when, yeah, in my opinion, yeah, that's when we need to look and say, okay, what needs to change? What needs to yeah. change? Because I think we get into this, I think the world, I don't know, almost like we're taught how to be more uncomfortable than comfortable mm-hmm. or how, you know, we almost get uh, accustomed to that frustrated feeling as if mm-hmm. that's supposed to be more a part of life than what it actually is. Does, does that make sense? I think you mean like effort and struggle. Yeah. Effort and yeah. struggle. Because most of us like to be in our comfort zone, which is, can be frustration, effort, and struggle, but it's comfort, right? Versus our uncomfort, like a stepping outside of our comfort zone is actually harder for people to be in their fun or their ease or their, in their truth. Like that's way more uncomfortable for people. I find when I work with, and it's ironic because it's the very thing we strive, we try to strive for. Why do you think that is? Um, well, I teach this a lot with people when I'm mentoring them, there's several reasons. It's like limiting beliefs, right? It's our, our programming. So our programming will go back to, um, what is, you know, safe it's by default. And we do this so unconsciously because we get a pay, I call it, we get a payoff. So we'll get a payoff to be our identity or to people please, or to not rock the boat or to be accepted or to feel and to feel safe and secure, but safety and security. Cause like I said, it could be frustration, boredom lack of joy, but it's like, I'm familiar with this. I know how this goes. I know how to survive this. I know how to show up to this. 
where naturally and our brain has like the neural pathways that fire like that. So it's just, it's like a, it's familiarity and our ego loves that shit where our, our, our alignment is actually outside our comfort zone. So I say to people, if you want to find your alignment, you have to be willing to step outside your comfort zone. There's just no other way around it. Because by default, most of us aren't in alignment. We're not taught to be in alignment. We're taught to follow these unspoken rules of society. And it alters depending on your culture, gender, society, country, you name it. And, and then there's fear, right? There's hidden fears we all have. I'm not good enough. Oh my God, I'm going against my family or my roots, right? Our foundation. It's, oh my God, are people going to be jealous of me? Are they going to think I'm like trying to outdo them? And then it's, um, you know, being this way is maybe going to create more responsibility or burden or commitment. I don't want to do that. So there's so many reasons, but, um, and sometimes a, a big one is we'd rather be justified and right than happy. So we like to be right and justified about why we can't do or be happy than actually work on the blocks that create. And trust me, I'm speaking from experience. I love being right. And I still love being right. Sometimes I can be so righteous when I'm in that ego mode. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm just getting uncomfortable. So righteous Renata comes out, you know? So I find that sometimes people don't even realize because it's so automatic. It's a blind spot to them. Right. Um, and then I don't know, like I I've done a lot, done a lot of personal work. So I just want to say to people, this shit was not easy. I had like, this is not an easy path. Like by, so what you see, and even it was funny because on TikTok, I, I started TikTok four months ago. I don't know if, like, I don't know if you're on TikTok and I just did it as a joke. Cause everyone's like, get on TikTok. And I was like, I don't even know how this thing works. It's like, this is like too much. And I went and I grew my falling to almost 20,000 in four months because I was just, this is where my was experimenting. I was like, I'm just going to be myself. I'm not going to try to like build, you know, strategy. And I'm just going to treat this as an experiment, you know? And, uh, you get, when you get a lot of people telling you this is shit, like you're wrong. I don't agree with that. That's not true. Blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, I don't know. You kind of grow a thick skin and expect that people are just not going to resonate with your content. And actually TikTok for me was a kind of like the catalyst where I was like, yeah, I really don't give a shit when anyone says to me online. Like it's, it's I'm like not phased by it because it's not about me. It's about them. Yeah. Well, and it, it's about, it's about the people who are aligned, like you said, to your message. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, I think that that's where a lot of people, like I, when I coach people, a lot of them want to show up online because for the most part, I am coaching like yourself, other uh, entrepreneurs in some way right. or, or want to be entrepreneurs. Um, that seems to be who is coming. And a lot of them are just, it's, it's a fear to show up online. And, you know, I like yourself, I'm really comfortable in front of the camera myself. I don't know how that ever happened. Cause we were talking before this about kind mm. of about that. And you were saying about how it comes easily to you to entertain and um, same thing. Like, I don't know about entertain. I mean, I'd like to think I entertain sometimes, but it certainly comes easily yeah. for me to, um, yeah. you know, to speak and to be in front of a camera and a lot more than other people. And I, yeah. I take for granted sometimes that ease, right? Yeah. Because for some people, they so want to show up. They, in their heart of hearts, they really want to. And yeah. yet they hold themselves back from, you know, like you said, whatever, usually for me, what I find it's fear. They hold themselves mm. back because they're afraid of what others will think. Mm. Um, so, you know, there always will be the haters that's going to happen. Yeah, of course. So you yourself, what do you do in those circumstances? What makes you better equipped to handle that? Do you think then, um, somebody who right now is maybe af afraid of that? So what was really, I guess, a very <laughs> sharp learning curve for me was when I got on TikTok, I think my third video went viral. It got half a million views. So I didn't expect that. So sometimes people want, oh, I wish my video gets so much views, but then you also, the, you're also reaching outside your niche. So you're going to have a lot of people that don't resonate with your content come at you. And like, I wanted to, I'm not going to lie. Like I thought I had a pretty thick skin. Like I'm actually very sensitive, but when it comes to online stuff, I don't know. I was just like, whatever. But when you go, when you get exposure that big, that fast unexpectedly, and when you have comments, like, I don't agree with this. She doesn't know what she's talking about her. She's astrologer. I don't, I'm a Leo. This doesn't make sense. I'm like, it's a bloody TikTok, guys. It's a general bloody TikTok. Y'all need to calm down. 
you know? And I'm like, you're getting so irate in the comment section. And I literally was about to delete TikTok. And I sat there, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I got half a million views. I got, I don't know how many thousands of likes, thousands of reshares. And I went and counted all the the comments that people wanted to come and uh, shit on me. It was like 30 something. And I was like, so I'm going to leave TikTok because 30 people didn't agree with what I said about their general zodiac sign when astrology is so much more complex. Like that's what you're going to do, Renata. So you have to put it into perspective. And I'm so grateful that happened to me. And I remember I was like, I'm getting off this demon app. I'm getting off this shit. I can't handle this. Like, and I was like, you're literally letting user four, five, nine, seven determine what? So I tell people, I was like, look, and you have to expect it. So expect, especially when you have a larger view or you're, you get more exposure, there's going to be people that are going to disagree with you or they're going to come at you. And if anything, now I don't delete the comments. I don't block them. I don't respond to them. I'm like, good. You're boosting my logarithm. Thank you. Like, I don't give a shit. So it, it really made me flip my mindset fast. Cause like, Hey, I better be practicing what I preach now. This is a new level. I've never experienced this yet. So I don't delete it anymore unless they get really like nasty. Like then I'll just block them. Like, I don't have time for that. When people come at me in my, my DMS, like, and they don't want to, and they're just like vomit projection. You think I'm going to have a conversation with you? Absolutely not. Like I am not a human punching bag. I didn't sign up for this shit. Like, absolutely not. Um, but the comments I don't really delete anymore. And there's like threads that go on and people are just battling it out. And I'm like, okay, thanks for boosting my video. Like you're literally, you're literally pushing the very thing you hate. So I just kind of flipped it to my advantage. If you're going to spend your time and energy sitting on my platform to do that, like, damn, I wish you the healing that you require. (laughs) There you go. I wish you the healing that you require. I know the main thing I'm getting from you right now is the, like taking it personal. I oftentimes sit back and even with myself, this has been, um, the biggest theme for me lately has been acceptance, you know, acceptance of everything, acceptance of my feelings of stuff, you know, not trying to push everything away just so much. But I've noticed how much people take things personal. Like it's almost like this human quality that we have. It's part of the human ego of ourselves, which I'm not all about dissing the ego. It's here for a reason, you know, and it serves. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. I mean, you you and I wouldn't, if we didn't have an ounce of ego, neither of us would show up. We wouldn't wouldn't show up at at all. Right. Yeah. And, and we're showing up to help. So we're using it in a way um, that is a beautiful addition to the world, but our ego also with the taking it personal, I'm just like, Geez, Louise, Stephanie, like slow her down a little. I mean, you don't, you have no idea what's going on with them. Yeah. You don't even have to take this personal. Most times no. it's not at all personal. And sometimes I take shit that's not even directed at me personally, you know? Yeah. And I have to laugh at myself and I know others do it too. Cause I hear it. I hear yeah. it. And uh, it. yeah. So I don't know if you can speak on that your experience with that, with uh, even either with clients or with yourself, with <laughs> taking it personally. I think from it's, it's training. So you have to understand, I am actually very sensitive. Like I know I come across as very confident and maybe some people find I'm like, you know, we're not, like, you have exact, I'm like, I'm super, I can be super sensitive, like sensitive to like, I intentionally never want to hurt people. Or, and sometimes when even the people don't, they talk to me a certain way, like I'm actually quite sensitive. So I've had to work with my sensitivity to recognize we're not at like, it's not, don't, don't take it personally. And it's like kind of separating myself. So it's like, I have this, I don't know, some people are unnerved by it where they're like, you're so empathetic, but detached sometimes. And I'm like, well, I have to be when I'm working with clients, sometimes like holding space where I can find like someone's ego, like they're getting so confronted with the work I'm doing. Like, I'm very aware that I'm going to be pushing like people's buttons, not on purpose, but by the nature of deconstructing or looking at the ego or looking at these hidden fears and trying to support you on your alignment. I understand your ego is not going to take that easy. It's going to be like, who's this Renata bitch? What's she trying to do? Absolutely not. We're going to have a hissy fit. We're going to shut down. We're going to say, I don't know. I'm not sure, you know, cause I've been there. I think working and having a lot of years and experience in this field, you recognize it's just, it's okay. They're just sorting shit out right now. Their, their ego's reacting because it's uncomfortable. They're getting confronted. So I've had to learn that to hold space for someone when it's like, 
old me before when I started doing this, I was like, oh my God, I'm making them upset. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm like, I get, and I'll see them. I get it. Like I get this is where I'm, I get, this is confronting. And I'm not, ne- I've never pushed people to the edge where it's like, I'm destabilizing them. Do you get what I'm saying? But there's that little bit of discomfort. That's that friction. The ego starts to lose it. And I'm like, it's okay. You're getting confronted right now. Totally normal. Like what's really there. What do you want to say to me? Right. And it's holding that place of empathy and recognizing that their ego just is like losing the shit. Do you get what I'm trying to say? hundred percent where I've learned not to take it personally. And I'm, I'm actually holding their like holding space for when they need it the most, because a lot of times people were like, it's okay. We just, we just won't go there, whatever. And I intuitively know where the limit is with the person. Like I said, I've never taken them to the point where they've been destabilized. But I think you're hitting on something huge here now when it comes to um, coaching is that when, you know, our role as a coach, no matter what coach we are, what type of coach it is to help people to push past their limitations, right? You have what they, what they, how they're limiting themselves. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and sometimes it, if you're an empath, I know with me, I'm an empath as well. And so when I'm coaching somebody, I, at first, it was really hard for me to not try to keep the waters calm, not yeah. try. And I also have this need to be liked, like, mm-hmm whoa, that runs so deep. So, you know, I, I really had a hard time saying, okay, well, again, back to the not taking it personal. I can't take this personally right now. I can't get personally involved. I can love them and I love them. And it's because of that love that I have to say this. And I have to say this, even if my ego is afraid of them being mad at me, even if my ego is afraid of them not liking me right now, I have to Mm -hmm. trust the process and say, you know what? this gift, it's a gift for them. And if I'm not coming from a place of ego, and I've believed this with coaches and anybody who's listening, I, I, you know, I really want you to take it into effect. If you're ever getting coached and you feel like it's not from a place of love, then, oh yeah, hundred uh, from a place of ego, you know, cause that it can, ego can easily get caught up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but if it's from a place of love, then, um, and you truly feel like they have, your coach has your best interests at heart it's okay to get mad. It's okay to get upset. I've been so upset so many times yeah. in coaching sessions with my coach. And, but I've recognized it's never been with them. It's just like, I, I almost get a little bit irritated that you're making me irritated and frustrated. Right. Yeah. Like that's yeah. how I feel. But afterwards, when the growth comes from it, if you just let it settle in, let that water settle again, cause it's got disturbed now and just allow the message to come in without that you know, taking it personal. I yeah. think that that's the golden nuggets that come from it. Right. Um, you were talking about neuroscience. So obviously you're a neuroscience geek. I love it. So am yeah, I. Yeah. That was my undergrad before I oh, branched nice. out. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, I mean, as you know, with the, and, but the audience may not know, and maybe you can elaborate on this further, but when we're coming up against our limiting beliefs and, you know, so whether or not um, with yourself, like, I guess you do your natal chart readings, you help people to see things that they might not have seen before because of what you Mm. see in the chart and you could talk more about that after but when you're coming up against a limiting belief i mean we got a whole system of beliefs going on here and one is interlocked with another and with another and with another and so when you are when anybody is coming up against their beliefs and realizing oh they're not as effective as i thought they would be your whole brain has to turn its whole system inside out to get belief and it fucking hates that it exactly has to work with that. Yeah. And so that's another reason why we get uncomfortable and why our brain, we, once we, you know, get solid in our beliefs, why it's so hard to change them. That's all just, you know, that's all just nature. That's neuroscience. That's, yeah. I call it our programming. So that's yeah. why I take it personally when people, their programming is like, what? She's trying to change the program. I didn't download the new program yet. We just do this program. So that's why when people are getting uncomfortable in the session and don't get me wrong, I, I had them sign a contract. We, we spent 45 minutes discussing about the process, even certain exercises by experience. I'm like, this, this is going to get a little confronting. You might hate me. Okay. Like, don't worry. And ne- like I said, they always walk out. They're like, thank you for holding the line for me. And I'm like, yeah, it's totally fine. They're like, you must hate me. I'm like, I absolutely don't because I was a younger version of you. So I know exactly where you're at. It's terrifying to let go of that program when you're like, but I don't have the new program yet. I don't know. I'm not, I got a training reels. That shit's scary. I don't want to fall. So when you have empathy and you have understanding of how the brain works and you don't take it personally, 
you don't, you don't make it about you. You shouldn't make it about you as a mentor or coach. And don't get me wrong. Like there's like, I do, I do applications for a reason. I'm sure you do because I really want to make sure it's a right fit. They understand the process. Um, and I'm wholeheartedly that, cause I believe like, if we're not in integrity or in alignment, it ain't going to work. And I don't, I just don't work with people just for the sake of like, yeah, you want to work with me? Sure. Like I have to really make sure you're in the right place for this. This is the right coaching for you. I'm the right fit for you because sometimes I tell people, I'm like, I don't think I'm the coach for you, but I think this person for what you need is where you should explore because their results are my results. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I ensure that process. But sometimes, yeah, we, 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 we go to the underworld, but it just depends on what kind of coaching you want to do. Speaking of that, um, I would love to learn more about like, okay. So I've had a, a one thing I found really interesting is, um, because again, I'm a coach, but I had a, a previous person on here and they were, they coached with tarot and I'd love to know how you co And I found this so interesting. I'd love to know how you coach with an astrology chart. Now I understand we don't got all day, but yeah. what, what are your favorite parts about that? So before I work with anyone, it's for me to better understand again, the, 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 the client, because what astrology taught me is that we're all so different. Like our thinking, our insecurities, our the way we respond, the way we react, the way we are emotionally, our our blocks, the 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 disconnect, the disharmony. So it also helps me see someone really deep right away. So I'm like, oh, that's what's coming up in their chart right now. So again, it further uh, allows to have empathy, but I also know how to communicate with them because I'm like, oh, your Mercury is how your mind works, right? In astrology, so. Um, so I'm like, and then if I look at other aspects, so if there's other planets hitting their Mercury, that shapes how they think and communicate. So I was like, okay, I get that you have your Mercury is like a Capricorn mind. So maybe you're not as like watery intuitive as my Mercury and cancer. So you need more like practical, like root this in reality. So it helps me better instruct them in a way that works for their communication type. Right. But that works for my chart because as a cancer Mercury, I can really, we, I can really, I'm fluid and empathic and how to connect with people. I'm not saying that that would be everyone's, you know, I'm not saying everyone needs to do that, but that's actually what works for me as a coach. So when I do their needle chart reading before we start, it helps them better understand themselves, gives them confirmation, clarity, and confidence on things that they knew, but maybe they're like, Whoa, this was deep. And like, how did you get this from a reading? So I like it because it's a nice beginning for them to better understand blind spots and also what we're working towards. Now I go through certain, like every week we're doing certain tools or exercises and coaching things, what's coming up for them. And it varies. Some of it's just spiritual, some of it's spiritual business, but then sometimes they're like, what's going on with my chart this week. So it's great. Cause I could pull up their transit chart and I'm like, Whoa, like this is happening. No wonder, like this is showing up in your life. So this is how to work with this energy. So I incorporate what's their transits, which is occurring right now to help them better assist, like from a spiritual perspective, what's coming up in their space. So again, we don't take things personally. We're like, oh, I get it. Like that's coming up. How can I learn from this versus resist this energy? And then tarot, I do, uh, I pull cards after every session. So I'll be like, okay, here's your like message. What you need to hear this week from like your guides, God, whoever you want to resonate with. And then I pull that at the end and it's creepy how usually it's very aligned with where they're at. So right. I just use these different tools to maybe assist in their, their confirmation, their clarity, but really to help them start to trust what they already know. Mm. You know, we all sometimes need external. It, it's just the way it is. We, we, I'm no, no exception. I like to sometimes be validated or, even though I'm like, I already knew this, but when you're first learning to rebuild self-trust, because I find people don't, they struggle with their intuition, not because they're not intuitive. It's because they don't, they lack self-trust. That's the disconnect. So it's starting to build self-trust again. And these are, these are just one of the many tools that I, I use to help them start to trust what they already know. Nice. Well, I know I've had my natal chart done and uh, I've, I've had so much stuff done. I've had natal chart. I've had, <laughs> yeah. um, oh my God, what haven't I had? Human design, past life regression. It's just all for this podcast. So, you know, right. passion project, but really I just want to get to know myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but I, I, I find with each one of them, what's crazy about it is, the res just res the resonation with, oh my goodness. Okay. 
that's why, or that makes sense. That, that, that makes total sense on why I react in this way. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I love personal development, obviously, but I feel like mm-hmm. it's, it's all of our roles to get to know ourselves better. Cause like you said, we are all so unique. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I always say like, every one of us are like snowflakes. I mean, you know, if your great, great, great grandmother didn't meet your great, great, great grandfather, you wouldn't be here. Right. Yeah. So we are, we are so special and yet we all have the same themes that go on in our lives, but how we react to them, how they show up for us. Um, you know, how, I don't know how we're meant, what parent we have, how we're parented it, nurture nature, everything Mm -hmm. creates this little being of who we are, but the better we get to know ourselves, the better we're able to navigate this world. I just truly believe that. Yeah. And so now in saying that my husband's very much a, uh, he does not give a shit about any Mm -hmm. of that, but in my opinion, also in that way, if you're happy and you know it, like my friend says, clap your hands, right? That's cool. But so many of us are searching for something and we don't know what. And yeah. I believe really we're searching to know ourselves better. That's what the real search is. That that's just my feeling on it. I don't know what what you believe on that matter. Or maybe you can add to that. Yeah, no, I I resonate with that. I really do. I feel like part of our journey in this lifetime is to heal and it's to grow, right? And we all think like, oh, when I heal or when I, when I find my right job or whatever, that's it. It's like, no, your purpose is a never, it's a moment to moment phenomenon. Your alignment is a moment to moment phenomenon. And that's why being open to it, just growing and evolving in the way it is. I don't, I, I'm going to be growing and evolving and healing for the rest of my lifetime. Like, I don't think it's just like one stop event, you know? So I do resonate. It's better understanding yourself and better like removing those layers of resistance or inhibition, um, to get more of that. What is that unique expression at your core? Nice. Well, we were out last night, um, just so happened for a friend's birthday party. And, uh, this, I didn't know him, but this guy was there and he was much younger. So she turned 40 and, Mm -hmm. uh, he was, he was much younger. And so he was kind of making fun of her age and everything like that. And he was saying, you know, I I really wish I could keep the, my brain of 20 as I get older. And I'm like, hell no, Mm -hmm. hell no. I don't want anything to do with keeping my brain or who I am as a person from 20 years old. You know, I want to, you know, I hope my brain and who I am changes completely every decade. Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was just funny and I'm not negating his feeling on it. That's great. I'm glad he feels that way. But at the same time, I was like, hell no, this is our journey is meant to expand us. (laughs) Totally. And I think maybe he just meant like being fun and free spirited perhaps, but I think, yeah, it's language can, maybe land things differently, make things land differently. And I, I, that's what I would take from his context. Like, do you mean like to stay young and careless, like like carefree, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I feel you. Well, in terms of like getting back to services and everything like that, because you do have (laughs) a well-rounded service menu, which is awesome. I love it. I, uh, I love multi-passionate entrepreneurs, but what's your favorite service to provide? Mm. I think right now it might be, uh, it's a tie between, um, I think it's like Reiki. Cause I just got my mastery. Um, and well, Reiki, uh, Reiki, um, astrology, you know, it's really neat when you can illuminate someone's path for them and they feel like seen like that's super cool. And then the Reiki is, just like, uh, it's just like another world. Like I operate in this like unseen world. Like that's how I feel like I'm at 99% of the time. Um, so Reiki is very, it's like a natural, um, world for me to be in same with astrology, but Reiki is very energetic. So it's like when I'm in a treatment, I just feel like very familiar with this other world, unseen world. And again, just to be able to help someone on a level like that energetic level and then them coming, feeling stressed or ungrounded or blocked in their voice to be like, Whoa, I was able to have a conversation or I made this decision or I stood up for myself. And it's like crazy how this energetic tool therapy can provide that for people. Um, Yeah. I was just wondering, like, do, can you see in their chart 
the blockages that could possibly be there in terms of, and then how that can help. And I, yeah, for me, I was just like, oh, that'd be so cool if you could see exactly where the blockages yeah. are. So I can see exactly where people's blockages are or main insecurities are. Like I can see like, this is your, like we have, we have many insecurities on different intensities, but we have what's called um, our main karmic wound, which is your Chiron in your chart, right? And depending on what other planets Chiron interacts with can really, um, it can, you know, extend that wound out in other areas where I have Chiron, this Chiron insecurity hitting a lot of planets in my chart. So I'm just like, I'm a walking bloody scab for crying out loud. So, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so I can see what their main insecurity is. Okay. And then there's like, you know, like just get your charts, your potential. It doesn't mean if you have this, it's good. It's black and white either. So I want to be very clear because sometimes people take astrology out of context and like, Oh my God, you believe in whatever. It's like, no, this is your pattern and potential, but also depending on how you interacted in your life and your personal experiences, like that shapes how this pattern plays out. But then in Reiki, I can see it through like an energetic level. So like when I'm reading the energy, cause I have always been an empath, it's like, I can, it's like when I feel certain energy in their body, it's like, I was like, oh, this, this is like, they feel stuck or there's like sadness in their heart here. And it's pertaining to their mom. Like, it's weird. Like I'll feel the energy of, and then it translates in my brain some way, if that makes sense. And then I'll see things. Right. So I'll see like, when I'm closing my eyes, I'm like, oh, you have like a, you have gashes over your throat. And then in their astrology chart, they have their Chiron in Gemini, which is like the, the wound of speaking one's truth. So it's interesting when I read their chart and then I do the Reiki, because I do this in my mentoring too. I offer like we do Reiki as well as part of like the process, because I like to kind of combat all these different tools. It's interesting to see how their energetic body is, because I feel like coaching is wonderful astrology is a tool, tarot is a tool, but Reiki is like an energetic thing. Cause I believe if we're not addressing, we address our physical body. We, we work on our mental and our emotional body, but we don't even, a lot of people don't even consider the energetic body. And imagine like you, sh like most of us shower most days, right. You know, imagine we didn't drink water or like we didn't deal with like our like personal hygiene. Think about not washing or clearing your energetic field. Like you're going to have some shit stuck onto you. Right. So I think when people start to realize this other world that maybe they just can't see, um, and more and more people have come open to that. There's a profound like window of healing and opportunity that you can't touch from the world that you can touch, taste, smell, hear, or taste oh, the five cent, whatever the five sentences. <laughs> no, it's so true. And I think, yeah. And I think that that's where I'm going to generalize now, but we're in North America. It's becoming way more open. I mean, yeah, hundred percent is now under insurance. Like if you, um, a lot of insurance companies, if it's, a, if it's somebody who's registered with the Reiki association, they can get, uh, their Reiki covered. So, I mean, for me, that was like, I was just like, that is so cool. The fact that governing bodies actually believe in it. And I also have my Reiki master. And um, one thing I love as well, when I was researching it um, is the fact that they're using it in so many hospitals now in the U S mm. but in general, there is not a lot of knowledge about energy work and the general mm -hmm. population. I mean, it's definitely growing in the North America, mm -hmm. but so many of us still are left, uh, either in the dark, or if we can't see it, we don't believe it, or it's considered woo woo. When, if you were to go, if we were to go East, that's been, that's part of their culture, mm -hmm. right? This is something that they are, have always been aware of. And so, um, you know, I just think it's something that I'm excited that it's growing in North America. Totally. And I also think it takes um, people like yourself to, and I guess myself too, even though I don't yeah. Reiki on others as such, it's for me. Um, but to just spread the word about how important it is, because if it's unknown, mm. you don't know, like you said, you don't know what you have attached. You don't know to. what you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. And so, um, you know, I myself uh, meditate with Reiki every single day and, um, but it's been a recent thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And just the, the feeling of alignment that I have. And, um, I think the biggest thing to people like it, just for the listener, if they want to come to you, cause I don't do it publicly, but if they want to come to you for Reiki, I just would say, um, go for it because I have felt like such a, an alignment with myself and reduction of fear. Yeah. That's the biggest thing Renata that's happened for me. 
Well, now for you, I mean, everybody's journey with Reiki is different, but what has been the biggest benefit to you from Reiki? Oh gosh, there's so many, like physical, (laughs) there's so many, I think if anything, yeah, it's like, um, it's, it's like, it, it, it was able to help me reconnect with me, if that makes sense. So when I did Reiki, I've never, like when I first did it, I was like, whoa, and you feel amazing. You know, I felt amazing. And I was like, whoa, like I struggled with a lot of anger before. So it wasn't so much fear. It was more like I was very angry and irritable. And it's like Reiki allowed me to like a space where I was able to process my anger. Before it's like, I knew I had it. I just didn't know how to like deal with it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, or when I was getting, it, I was like, Oh, like I can be vulnerable. Like it, it opened maybe my throat, like where my centers were just like, except my solar plexus was like overacted. Cause it was like ringer destruction. Um, so it helped me. Yeah. Reconnect with me. And now I just, I don't, I can't, I've been doing it now for over 10 years. And I was like, I can't like, it's just part of my self-care toolbox. I just, I can't like, it's not, I'm not saying I can't function without it, but I, I feel a lot better when I incorporate it on the regular. That's for damn sure. Well, it's like you said, I mean, we shower mostly every day. I put hope most of us. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And it's, it's, I feel the same way. If I don't do it regularly, then a heaviness starts to come back. Yeah. That'd That'd be the best way I could explain it for me. It's like a heaviness. But I mean, energetically speaking, um, you know, we can as well, like we don't have to have Reiki in order to help with clearing our energies. No, no, I don't Um, believe that. Yeah. I believe that. I think we all have the ability to do it with intention, right? Like there's plenty Mm of, um, different things that we can find online to help us clear our energy. Like YouTube's great master teacher, well, not master teacher, but a great place to go if you want to clear energy. But I highly recommend to anybody listening to, um, you know, whether you want to connect with Renata, which we'll talk about how to connect with her soon, but, um, or you want to go in person to somebody in your area to get Reiki done, I highly recommend it because it's just, um, it's a beautiful way to clear out any heaviness. And it's like, we were talking, I was talking about earlier, about the water settling, you know, when our water is all, you know, the sediment is all up and mixed up in there because we're have feeling chaos inside, um, you know, energetic healing and things like that, that really helps to settle the water. And, um, besides the fact that man, it's nice to just lie there and do nothing and have somebody yeah, else have someone else support now. you like, yeah, damn sure. I always, I find, yeah, for me personally, like I, I work with people I really trust and I find just having someone else take like support you really for me personally amplifies my healing. Like, it, because we all need support. I don't give a shit who you are. Like, I'm not saying you can't do things on your own and figure out, but like, if you didn't have YouTube, like people don't realize how much we all benefit from one another to an extent. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like people are like, oh, I'm just going to figure that on my own. I'm like, you can, that might take you five years or you can just go work with this person or get this therapy. You know, sometimes we get a, a little bit stubborn when it comes to our healing. Um, but I just find that if it calls to you, you're curious, I would invite you to try it. And if it doesn't, that's no skin off nobody's back, like do what works for you. But it's definitely a lot of people when they first do it, they're like, why haven't I done this sooner? I'm like, I don't know. It's just where you're meant to be. It's fine. Exactly. Um, okay. So that's, I, I love that. Um, I love that you offer so many services and people can uh, reach you online. Yes. Like you yeah, do a lot yeah. of amazing uh, the only thing you can't see me in person is if you don't live in, in Canada or come in Hamilton, Ontario, I can't give you acupuncture. Right. But Reiki transcends time and space. So I'm certified to do that distance wise. We do virtual readings, mentorship, tarot, all that's virtual. So yeah, most of my services are very available to everyone from around the world, except acupuncture. I love it. So where can they find you? So the best place to connect with me is probably my Instagram, um, aligned with Renata. I'm sure you'll probably drop that in your, um, comment notes or whatever. And then from there, the link in my bio has my website and all the different, you know, offerings I have and even free things that you can sign up for, like my soul Sunday newsletter, where I do like a weekly or bi-weekly tarot reading, where I kind of channel the message of what's kind of in our global space right now. Nice. Oh, that's perfect. And I also, before we go, I have this, um, 
scenario I'd love for you to tell us what does it look like for you? So say it's Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. but it's the best Groundhog Day ever. It's not like in the movie. So you get to have whatever food you want to eat all day. You get to have do whatever you want. And this is a day that you could live over and over again. What would your day look like? Like, who would it be with? What would you eat? What would you do? Shoot. Um, (laughs) well, definitely I would wake up. Um, it it would be in likely, I I see myself surrounded by my close friends and family. So I just have this like vision where I'm with my close friends and family and I'm still online serving people, how I'm serving people. Like that doesn't change. Um, and I see myself, um, kind of in the woods, like, a like we're in a like cottage, but there's like 30 of us. So like my family's there, my good friends are there. And it's like, we're in this like little village, like in the woods, um, by beautiful lake campfire and breakfast is like this communal, like large table where we're all just like passing the A's and the avocado and all like the fruits and stuff. And then we go a bebop and do our thing during the day, maybe go for a walk, go for a jog. Um, And then, you know, lunch is just like, again, organic, fresh fruit, just like just a massive buffet where there's like five of us cooking in the kitchen and like participating. And then again, going off, doing our own thing and then coming together again for dinner. Um, That's what I would see myself doing. Oh, that sounds beautiful. So Mm -hmm. what type of music would be there? And what, uh, what would you be, if you were to read anything, what would you be reading? (sighs) Reading, um... Probably some like spiritual book. Like I don't have any one of mine. I have like a couple of them. Probably like some just personal development book on hand because I'm not really into reading at this moment. Like I get my phases, but it'd probably be something like that. Um, music will, it'll just be at a variety. Like it'll, everyone will be like, oh, here's some country. Here's some hip hop from 2000s to bring me back to my youth for a split second. Um, here's some like Sia, I'm unstoppable for some like motivational shit. Um, I just see it being very eclectic. It's like very eclectic. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for being here and for saying yes to this. I really appreciate it. I know how busy your time is. Um, and I have to say to the listener, you got to go check out her Instagram. <laughs> like she, her, and I'm sure her TikTok too, because her reels are fucking hilarious. Renata. <laughs> Thank and especially you. if you're into like astrology or the spiritual world or spirit guides, I yeah. honestly, you have like collected the best filters ever for all that. Yeah. So I look forward to it. I'm not even kidding you. I look forward to it, your reels. And so if you, obviously you don't upload a reel every day, but I check to see to make sure. <laughs> oh my I God. I love that because I just, they, they make me laugh. They make oh, I appreciate that. Which that. is why I wanted to have you on here. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you. Well, that concludes this episode of the Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and don't forget to share to anyone you think would enjoy it. And remember, we are all a little woo woo. That's what makes you you. Much love to you all. Until next time.